Welcome to the Ruby Hour, a podcast produced by our company, Ruby Riot Creatives. We specialize in video production and content marketing, and we're based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Shelby Ring. And I'm Madeline Rager. This podcast is devoted to interviewing extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and nuggets of wisdom that they've learned along their journey. Also, just want to give you a heads up, uh, we have potty mouths and we're talking about inappropriate things. Thank you so much for joining us today for this Ruby Hour. I am here with the amazing Cole Wadston. Cole, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Um, this has been an episode I have been looking forward to for quite some time. Um, Cole started a company called The Break Room. Let me just fill you in here, okay? So this is Charleston's first Rage Room. It's a new attraction in the city offering individuals the opportunity to destroy things either for fun or means of stress relief. It recently made the cover of Post and Courier. Oh my gosh, Cole. Like, how did this happen? How did it happen? Uh, it's all kind of a blur, to be honest with you. Um, about a six-month process, but uh, it started in April, and um, I'd had the idea years ago, but didn't have the means to kind of bring it to fruition, and then uh, one day I woke up and said, if I don't do this, somebody else will, so let's make sure it's done right, and uh, you know, here we are. Okay, so I have to break it down for people if they haven't seen the like amazing promo video on y'all's website, uh -huh. which I've shown I don't know how many people at this point, Thank and I'm you. going to it tomorrow, <laughs> and I can't wait. It is an excellent birthday opportunity to go oh, yeah. and break some stuff. Uh, so you have these like spaces set up with like random shit, for lack of better words, like, mm -hmm. and you're giving people the opportunity to do that fantasy experience of like just pick your weapon of choice, go to town, break some shit. Is exactly. that accurate? Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, we keep it new and exciting so you never really know what you're gonna get. You know, you pick a package, you could get a microwave, you get a TV, you can get an oscillating fan. It always oh. changes. Um, you know, and we're actually about to start incorporating cars into the Oh my gosh. Yes. So, uh, as well as like, you know, paint, <laughs> paint rooms and stuff. And it's it's fun because, you know, the sky's the limit as to what we can do. Um, but yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You, you come in, you buy some shit, and then you go to town and we clean it up. Okay. So I have so many questions. Like, how many people, like, what has been the biggest thing when people are walking away from the experience? Like, what's some of the big takeaways you've been hearing from people? Because it's like, okay, breaking stuff. Are we going in there? We're getting angry? Like, what's what's happening? Like, what is it doing for people? The takeaways are arguably the most exciting part for me, you know, because I try to be as much as I can. I've got a, a full-time operations manager. His name's Edwin. But, you know, I, I do try to be around as much as I can so for those people that I'm, I'm able to witness them coming out you know I, I usually ask them how they feel before they go in and I ask them the same question when they come out and almost every time it's like their eyes light up and it's like the you know they, they feel great they feel empowered you know they just sweat it a little bit burn some calories you know got some stuff off their chest and uh, you know it's all very personal so like they don't have to talk to anybody they just go in with, you know, if they're dealing with something, they go in with that, and then they come out, you know, having manifested it and, you know, broken it. I yeah, and released that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's like, 
amazing that, you know, it can be something that's playful. I mean, obviously, tomorrow, whenever I'm going, I'm going for a birthday event and we're, you know, doing a big group thing. But um, to tie it into something where if you are holding something, it's bio, uh, you know, it's bioenergetics. You're mm-hmm. moving emotion and charges that we can carry. And it's a, a safe space to be able to let out anger, frustration, anxiety. Yeah. That's spot on. I mean, that, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, I need to put that in my marketing. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. But yeah, it, it really is. You know, I mean, it's um, on a surface level, it's something fun to do. Yeah. But if you're the kind of person that sees the intrinsic value in it, you know, the the that's me, you know, level, then, it, you know, it, it works for everybody, which is the fun part. You know, the only, only way it won't work for you is if you decide beforehand that, you know, I'm a mad person. I'm going to be mad. This isn't going to do anything. Mm. I'm getting dragged here. Yeah. I'm not going to have fun, you know. Which, like, people. I feel like it's like if you're, like, I'm a very hot-headed person. Like, I mm. have a lot of fire. I'm very yeah, pizza, <laughs> pizza personality for the Ayurvedics out there. And, you know, it's like... If you're like, even if someone was like, look, you know what, your rage, like Mm. all of this is through the roof, like Mm. I need you to go break some shit and deal with this. Like, I feel like even then, if someone was dragging me there, I would be like, I'd have like my little devil on my shoulder being like, yeah, Yeah. you're going to break some shit. It's going to be good. Like, you know, so I feel like I would be amazed if someone doesn't have a positive experience with coming in and like just being able to have a good time release do something novel if anything else that's something that when are we ever allowed right to like and never you yeah. know up until you know one of these comes to where you live you're never able to do that you know yeah. in, the, in a controlled safe space yeah. where you don't have to worry about anything but yeah. like you know i mean it's it's such a multifaceted you know, animal in itself. I mean, it's just, it's growing and it's changing and it's, you know, really, it's, it's, it's there to accommodate, you know, people like me, people like you. It's just, it's, you know, it, it, it it's crazy. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's so much I can say about it, but you know, it all kind of comes back to the, the base point that like, it, you know, it's something we all need. It really is. Yeah. Well, and you know, prior to us recording, I had shared the, you know, um, being someone where, you know, because I can already imagine people being like, wait, like, are you facilitating negative experiences? Mm -hmm. Are you like encouraging like aggressive behavior? So it's like, you know, in my experience, um, working energetically with like having something I'm holding on to, um, you know, it's, it's a great way to move through trauma. And I've done work where, you know, I've been in a supported environment and, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a punching bag on the floor, you know, yelling, screaming, like mm-hmm. creating those releases, even though it's unorthodox, it's highly therapeutic. And like, you're creating a space that is safe and controlled and like just all the way down to, I love how thorough your website Mm -hmm. is around explaining like, you know, you're coming into a safe space and like just the, um, the outfits that you Mm -hmm. are setting up for people to ensure like, you you know, you're not going to have any damages or anything and being able to just like, yeah, I want to break some China, you know, or I want to, you know, just let that release come out. And Mm -hmm just be like okay cool like and then bring it all back in and it sounds like a very grounding experience i would definitely say it is and it's one of those things where a lot of other rage room owners because this whole industry is in its infancy i mean it's yeah. brand new for yeah. us in the united states you know and as it makes its way you know to the east coast we'll see more and more but i think where a lot of people miss the mark is 
catering to that, you know, those primal tendencies, you know, and actually taking advantage of uh, a vehicle that you can use at your disposal to process the shit that, you know, you don't want to talk to your best friend about, or, you know, maybe the beef you have with your best friend, (laughs) you know, but people come alone. People come in parties, people come for divorce parties, birthday parties. I mean, they come at their, you know, counselor's recommendation. We've had family counselors come in. Mm. I can't tell you how many actual counselors and psychiatrists that have come in themselves just to kind of get the the feel for it to see if they can send their patients there. Sure, sure. I mean, it's it's been humbling for me that they, you know, entrust us to kind of design this space that could accommodate something like that. But I mean, it's been, it's been really awesome you know, and, and humbling to kind of be in this role just because this is why we did this. Yeah. You know? So it's cool to see the product delivered in, you know, month one, you know, it's like instant. So it's like, we're yeah. not having to prove ourselves, you know, people just kind of yeah. trust us. And so like on your website, it mentions like you can pick the, you know, your like instrument of choice to mm-hmm. like use. What are some of your things that you can use to uh, smash some uh, shit? So uh, right now we've got some baseball bats, of course. Okay. Um, we've Tra- got we've got a hand sledge, like an engineer hammer. So it's just like a small sledgehammer. Okay. Uh, we have some bigger sledgehammers that we're gonna wheel out once we get the cars. Okay. Got golf clubs, crowbars. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the crowbar particularly ooh. stands out. It resonates with my spirit. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love it. <laughs> we got a yellow one. All right, it's coming in. Do you have a red one? I can make it red. Okay, okay. All right, we'll uh, we'll make it happen. No, that is um, that's so much fun. I love that. I love the creativity around it. It's not mm-hmm. just like, well, you can come in and you get your set of dishes to break. It's mm-hmm. like that you're keeping it as something that is fresh. And you know, I think that it's like you know, I'm, I'm from Austin, Texas originally, mm-hmm. and. Every time I go back there, I'm like amazed by the level of innovation and creativity that people are um, innovating from. It's mm-hmm. it's um, inspiring, and so yeah, it was like the moment that I saw. You know, I found out about you through Hatch Tribe, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing that you know Hillary and her crew had like lined up a field trip for the community there. I was like, what? The rage room, yeah. like it's like I feel like m- maybe you know with a lot of people if they hear about it, is there a lot of response of being instantly like, yeah, I'm all in. Like, what are you finding with that? I mean, it's a loaded question. So you know, it 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 depends on the people. Some people, you know, just kind of want to you know shake their finger at something, so they'll be you know, oh, I don't know if it's a good idea, but yeah. you know, usually it's like yeah, like tag my friends you know yeah joe jill and whoever like we got to go check it out you know and um and you know what what you were saying about you know the the creativity element of it you know this is it it, again it's so new that there's no set like you know code of how to run one of these so in a business that's got no real infrastructure why bog it down with a ton of rules that'll inhibit people whenever you can just make it as safe as possible and really yeah. let them have their own experience. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's not like, you know, kayaking or zip lining, you know, it's totally a brand new animal. Oh it's, my gosh. I know. Well, we, um, I, I run, I have an Airbnb. And so we're always having people ask like, what should we do in Charleston? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there is nothing more novel than like, yeah. go break some shit <laughs> yeah. on your family vacation. Like, <laughs> yeah to the list like yeah. I mean that's just such a fun offering I love um, I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired yeah. by the creativity that you guys are like bringing to Charleston so like how did this idea like actually come about for you like did you have a stressful day one day and you were like I I think I should do this like what what happened 
Well, I don't think my days are any any more stressful than anybody else's. Um, but you know, this was probably probably two or three years ago now. Uh, cause I had first heard about him, and I was like, man, that would be that'd be fun. So. Uh, but there was nothing here, and I didn't have the resources to pull one together. So I was just like, you know, kind of tabled the idea, forgot about it, went on about my business, and then, um, you know, this this past spring, I was I was looking for you know additional revenue streams, things that I could kind of sink my teeth into, that I could I would enjoy, believe in, you know, and could really push with you know my name behind it proudly, and um, you know, I was like we gotta we gotta get this going you know it was literally woke up with the idea and i was like and and the only thing that really uh, i think like the call to action was i know this city i know like i've been here long enough now not to be like i know the city but like i've been here for seven years so i've got like a general vibe of like kind yeah. of, you know what things are you know what's coming what things are going to be the growth you know upper king i mean everything so it's like what what do i know and what i know is that most of the attractions in Charleston are, you know, food and bev centric. So it's like, okay, what can we do that's a little different, not too far away, you know, and and can really just get people out of their shell. And you know, I mean, that's the truth is we're a disruptive company. You yeah, know, we're disruptive, yep. but in the best way because mm-hmm. we're really catering to people's weaknesses, but not in like a you know predator prey situation. More like, uh, here's your safety net, you know take advantage of it before you find yourself in dire straits and your you know your relationship is you know down the river or you're in jail or you broke your hand punching a wall yeah or you broke your oh, coffee yeah. mug you know yeah. it's like you know, everybody's got a different story as to yeah how they arrive there but yeah my dad likes to throw apples on the floor that's like that's one awesome. of his it's one of his moves me and my buddy used to throw potatoes whenever i lived downtown all right i i, I, I don't I'm, really know why you know it wasn't really an anger thing yeah, I, I threw some old tomatoes at uh, a rotting car that was on the back of our property when I was like a kid, and I just thought it was there for me to throw stuff at. But I later found old out tomatoes. that, yeah, it was from our garden, and um, my dad heavily regretted my decision to like throw a bunch of tomatoes at a, a really old car. Yeah. So, but it felt good in the moment. So I, I'm like big. I'm big on like the release train of being able to have an outlet and have a way to dispose of bad fruit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So with you, is this is not the only thing that you do. You're no. running like you yeah. got a lot of moving parts in your life. What I'm, else fills your time? Yeah. So uh, when I'm not there, I'm at my other job. That's my full-time gig. I'm a realtor with uh, the settlement at Ashley Hall. Okay. It's a division of Carolina Holdings Group. We're building a neighborhood over off 526. Okay. It's the only waterfront property in Charleston, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a historic site, too, which is nice. But to answer your question, you can find me there at 10 to 5, and then five until whenever. Yeah. Know, I go home to take care of the dog, and then, you know, five to whenever. Uh, it kind of alternates every day, but... Yeah. You kind of expect solid 10-hour work days every day. Oh, that is a long day. Um, how do you find staffing? You know, just I know that this is something you're growing organically. How's it been working with finding people that you can train to facilitate these break room sessions? Well, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, I've I use, you know, all of my... You know, let's let's put it a different way. 
I'm super I'm super specific as to who I bring onto the team because I want the experience that's being facilitated to be linear with how it would be if I was there. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I only trust very certain people to, sure. to perform that task and it's not easy to find people that can do that, that can be, you know, very personable while being professional, honest and, you know, responsible enough to run everything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the quintessential person. Fortunately I have one. And he's awesome. His name's Edwin. Um, you can definitely find him there uh, almost every day, except for Tuesdays and through Thursdays. But right. we're closed on Tuesdays. But yeah, I mean, it, it's not easy, you know, yeah. because it's not like putting somebody at a counter to check you out. Yeah, you know, it's really you know having somebody you know curate this experience for you and shepherd you through it, you know, start to finish, and make sure you come out feeling better than you did when you went in. Yeah, no, that's like um, a really specific role, and I think that it's so cool that to be a part of something like that. You know, we um, do a lot of filming and we work with a lot of couples where we're filming weddings or just like, I feel like a lot of our projects are very, uh, you know, they're they're person oriented. We're doing promos or what have you. So yeah, understanding that. Um, I love how you use the word curate. You know, you're mm-hmm. curating an experience and from a filming perspective, it's like our interviews or our um, wedding videos are only as great as how comfortable and at ease we can make people. Right. So. I love that. That's awesome that you have someone that's awesome that you trust and that's like on that wavelength that you're looking for. Yeah, and like, you know, just, you know, in vain with what you're talking about too, like that fourth wall doesn't need to exist, you know, just like rip it down. Everybody just, you know, <laughs> be cool. Don't be weird, you know, it's like, you know, Don't we're be like, weird. we're just, we're just people and doing stuff together, you know, it's, it's, you know, business or otherwise, you know, it's all just in good fun, good spirit, good yeah. nature, you know, and that's what happens whenever you, I think, run an honest, tight ship you know is you know the same way you do with the wedding photography and production it's all just keep it as simple as it is let's yeah. not complicate anything yeah you know that's right it's it's people oriented and it's for people yeah, and it's by people absolutely. um you have a saying that i love and i haven't heard it before and the moment i heard it i was like yeah so this concept of don't let your food get cold looking at someone else's plate Tell me about that and how that's tied into your life experience. Well, I wish I could claim credit for creating that. I heard it and it stuck with me. Um, but it, I think it really you know, sounds off in the sense that we so often, especially now with you know, in the age of technology and everything is online and social media oriented, it's like you, know, you guys scroll your feed and you've got friends in you know, Thailand and you know, LA and Dubai and you're like, well, you know, why can't I do that? Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's, re- it's not real, you know, like it really, it, it's not, that's not life. You know, that's one person having, you know, an awesome temporary experience. But like for the majority of us, we're living life, just trying to get through it, you know, so eating a bag like, of chips. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, you know, you and I sitting here right now and somebody's on a yacht in the Harbor. It's like, you know, don't, don't take for granted what you have right now you know, looking at what somebody else has, you know, across the table from you. It's just, it doesn't help you. It, if anything, it, it, it puts you back further because then you're just like, oh, well, I want to achieve that. I have no means to and no desire, no guidebook, no anything. So yeah. it's like the opportunities that you do have, you might throw away inadvertently, you know, wanting what somebody else has. What is a moment in your life that when you can think of your trajectory that you really recognize that in your journey? I mean, there's been a ton, and I, I think a lot of that contributes to where I am now. 
um, you know, it, 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 it was a call to action for me. You know, it was a realization that I need to get off my ass and stop making excuses for myself as to why I haven't arrived at a certain destination yet and just say, all right, how can I set myself apart and how can I get there and do it? No, not by the book, but honestly. So it's, you know, that has served me though. hundred percent. I say to myself every day, you know, mm. it's like, cause even now we still have a lot of growing to do, you know, we have a lot of plans for ourselves, and it's going to take time. But you know, the one, the one way that I can guarantee failure is if we take our eyes off what we're doing and start, you know, wondering how we can be like, you know, the guy next door or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And being able to stay focused and linear and figuring out what is it that you do very well. Just one thing at a time. I mean, it really, it's as simple as that. You know, you, you find one thing that's encompassing enough to really occupy you and you just dive into it. Invest yourself. I mean, it's, that's how I feel anyway. I feel like if you, you know, you spread yourself too thin, everybody wants to do everything, right? But like, if you can do one thing really well, you know, if you're just determined and practice and, you know, stay on it, then, you know, eventually you'll you'll land somewhere near where you want to be and then you just, you know, hone it, sharpen your axe. You get there. You mm. know, it's it's just a the whole thing's a growing process. It, it's an adventure. And I'm super fortunate to have grown from where I was in April to where I am now. Like everything that we've a- accomplished, everything that we've gone through everything that we've done and by no means has it been like a super strenuous situation but like with anything you know it's a yeah. it's a lot of labor I mean, yeah. i've got over 300 hours log just myself yeah. not even to mention the you know the team that's worked with me so yeah. it's like you know and 300 hours doesn't really sound like a lot until you realize that those hours don't start until five o'clock every day yeah you know so it's like um it's it, it's just it's it's insane i mean if uh, my my word of advice on that would be you know if anybody has anything that they're tracking towards you know just don't sideline it because somebody else has you know got uh you know sports betting business that's doing extremely well or you know they're a mobile car detailer and they're crushing it because they have no overhead you know it's like go your own way Mm. do your own thing Enjoy your food yeah, on your yeah, plate. Enjoy your food on your plate. Yeah, there's there's no need there's no need to to, to lose ground over what you need. Could it be a friend? You know, it could be one of your friends doing well, and you're like, oh yeah, oh well, like it'd be great if I could do that. Well, you can just go decide to do it. You know. Yeah. And like, well, and it's also like yeah, I love that you pinpointed that of the sometimes our our like biggest. It's one thing to do this social media scroll, mm-hmm. and you know we've talked with a couple of other guests around the the black hole of the comparison trap we can get into with Mm -hmm. um, being in this digital age and the, you know, hashtag FOMO. Mm -hmm. If you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, when we see the people that we grew up with or, yeah, like Mm -hmm. your buds and they, you know, you're just seeing something that's successful, but really it's like, what was it behind the scenes for them? Yeah, 100%. You know, and it's like, and the people that really kind of project themselves the least are the most impressive to me because, you know, that just shows a level of commitment, you know, to what they're doing because it's it's not for everybody else. It's for them. You know, they're yeah. like, I need to, I need to see this through. I don't need to put progress picks up. You know, if you're, if you're losing weight, you're getting into shape, you're eating healthy, that's amazing. But do it for you and yeah. not for everybody else. Yeah. You know, that I'm a super firm believer in that. You know, if you're proud of yourself and show your progress, great. But do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, at the core of your objective, 
you know, it needs to be an individualistic effort, you know, and not a collectivist effort. I love the concept of when you get focused and it's not being a jack of all trades and all the things, but being doing one thing really well where it's an inch wide and a mile deep. Thank you, Hillary. I totally snatched that from you. <laughs> and just keeping at it. And I love the concept of, um, you know, just speaking to of uh, like in our generation in particular, where we are inundated with, you know, this comparison thing of like, yeah, the, the Thailand pictures of our mm -hmm. friends or these peak pinnacle moments. I think I look like I'm on a yacht actually in the Caribbean right now, according to my personal social media, because I have not focused on it. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like, you know, what is real life? And real mm -hmm. life is, you know, doing it for you, doing right. the workouts, getting in shape. And if you're posting your progress, then great. But then mm -hmm. it's like, it has to be that like solidarity. That's not the right word, but like that, that one, it's, it's your own journey mm -hmm. and it's not tying it into what, if you're doing it for a partner or, you know, so whoever the powers may be, because it's like, as long as your happiness, like that your fulfillment is rooted externally, you have no control over that. And the hard part about that, Shelby, is that, you know, everything has changed. You know, everything's changed from, well, let's just call it like 2010 to now. Yeah. You know, social media is, you yeah. know, wow. it's such a foothold in human interaction that like things will never go back to the way they were. Yeah. You know, personal touch, like communication will never be the same, you know, and it's like, you know, the, the misinformation, you know, the you can be this, you can get rich overnight, you know, like it's never been worse than it is right now. And it, it's super hard on self-image too, you know, yep. like not to go off on a tangent, but like, you know, you've got 11 year olds with Instagrams that are seeing body positivity images and, you know, starting to think about their own sexuality. And it's like, where the hell did we get off on this crazy train? Yeah. You know, it's like we've de like devolved to a different plane yeah. of existence. So, you know, when it comes to like, you know, when you're in your mid twenties, you're in your thirties, you know, you're trying to kind of solidify your professional life, figure out, you know, tracking towards your career. It's like, it, it really just comes down to, I think, what am I going to do for me? You know, because nobody else is going to do anything for you. Yep. ever you know that's like the one thing that I've been reminded of constantly doing this I can't rely on anybody to get this stuff done yeah you know like it's got to be me or else it won't get done mm -hmm. and it's got to be done right yeah so that's why it's got to be like me you know like anybody yeah. can pay anybody to do anything but yeah know, it's, it's it's growing that and it's also that see I love this and I love that like you're you're like in my age bracket because mm -hmm. like typically a lot of I don't know. I feel like I'm always the baby in a lot of different spaces. Um, and I have this theory of I've always been young to do a lot of stuff. And it's always like, oh, you're so cute. Like, look at you with your cute business, mm -hmm. like whatever. And it's like, I love that I had this aha moment of, all right, like I'm, I'm a 1990 baby. Mm -hmm. I turned 29 next month. And it's like, so tying in. Right now, we're following 
actually, I mean, like, Billie Eilish is, like, 17, and she's, like, a big thought leader in music, right? Mm -hmm. We have pop culture is being led by, like, a generation younger than us, I think, mostly. And then we've got, um, you know, on TV, we have people that are, like, the generation um, a little bit older than Mm -hmm. us. And then I think that in terms of consumer, like, buying power, you know, it's like we're, our generation is, like, coming into, um, you know, we're, we're, like, we're, like, we're doing our career thing. Mm. We're like racking up some cash, whatever. We're like in that expansive phase. And to think about like, wait a second, like there's girls right now that are like 35, 40, and like Beyonce, you mm. know, like that era, she's like crowning in what she's doing in like her peak. Mm. And then I'm like, well, who the fuck's gonna run like the business empires and the whatever of like our generation? And I had this moment of like, why shouldn't it be me? Like, why shouldn't it be, why not me? Mm-hmm. So it's instead of all these things of, well, I couldn't do that, mm-hmm. or oh, someone's doing it better, or someone's already doing that. But mm-hmm. like identifying where you are in time and space, I mean, I think economically of like where you are in our workforce. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, the like 1990s babies, like everyone is like coming into the workforce, coming into buying power, like peak consumer, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, weight. And I think that it's really amazing if people can realize like, oh, wait, no one's going to do this for me. And like I love that you identified a, a service niche here in Charleston of like, wait a second, if I don't do it, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. At some point, someone else is going to materialize this and stepping into that vision and blazing that trail, blazing your unique path. Yeah. And that's an in- incredibly accurate analysis on everything. Um, you know, even our generation, you know, the, the 90s babies, you mm-hmm. know, I think that in the next decade, we're going to see a lot of cool things happening, just because we're in a we're like a weird intermediate intermediary generation in the sense that you know we've seen a lot of stuff. We've seen a lot of stuff. You yeah, know, we've all been through a lot of stuff together. Right. You know, we haven't been you know around you know early '80s. We haven't you know we're, we're not we're not like into it into it. You know, we're yeah. like post crack boom. Yeah. You know, but pre nine eleven. So it's like yeah. You know, we exist in this weird space where we watched, like we we knew what life was like to go play with your friends outside after school. Yeah, you You got locked outside and you're like, go come home when it's dark. Yeah, and and, you know, it's sad because kids today, kids right now, they're on their phones outside, you know? They're like, or they're on their phones inside, but they're on their phones and it's like, man, life was great whenever you had like a little Nokia like bar phone and all you could do is call people and play Snake on it. And play T9, T9 texting. Yeah, T9 texts. Yeah, it was like, Uh. you know, that was... That was like the peak of existence. That was like yeah. the pinnacle. That was yeah. that was what what it was all about. Just having a phone, you yeah. know. But now it's like if you don't have the iPhone 11, yeah, the latest and the you. greatest, yeah, whatever. I'm bully you in school because you don't have yeah. three cameras on your phone. Yeah. Or like you know, your parents don't want to buy you this, or like yo, you're not smoking cigarettes when you're 14. Yeah. you can't hang out with them. You know, it's like yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, it's crazy, you know, but it, it just does kind of, you know, affirm what you're saying about just the, the generational gap. I'm excited to see what happens, you know, between 2020 and 2030 mm-hmm. with 90s babies. Killing it. Yeah, We're going to be killing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it's like, it is the, um, like, you know, 
if I wanted to get on the computer when I was um, in middle school, it was our family mm-hmm. Dell PC Dial in up. our computer room. Broadband. And I had to like fight my brother to like get a moment to play on Neopets. Like yeah. I had to find my moment of like, it wasn't like, oh, I have my own thing. And so I, I think of, you know, it's like if you wanted to find something dirty and like Google it, you know, it was like number one, it wasn't saturated with yeah. all of the things. But now I'm like, how many like kids are growing up with like, you can access all of the dungeness parts of society on this, this block of technology. And it takes away the mystique of life, you yeah. know, completely. It's there there's no unanswered questions anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like if you want to get really deep, you know, kids can kids can go on there and, you know, be like, well like is Santa Claus real. It's like childhood <gasps> ruined, you know, it's like oh. it's it's over. It's over right then. What? You know, Google better have a whole division shutting down yeah, Santa no, Claus they answers. Yeah, they should, one hundred percent. Censorship, no. yeah. <laughs> just for Santa and Easter yeah, Bunny, just like for everyone Santa else. Easter, just for uh, the American holidays, but um, America, no. But uh, <laughs> no, no. It's it it's true though, and I think that I think that too the fact that. I mean, I can only relate with my own life experience, but I feel like this is something that you carry as well of, you know, if you are at the beginning or, you know, you're a trailblazer in a friend group or in, you know, being an entrepreneur, just in that journey to inspire people that it's like, yo, like, let's blaze our trails and, you know, let's blaze, man, (laughs) you know, like just finding our our niche and not being apologetic that, you know, like, that's been something that's been really rocking me for this year you know i'm five years into filming Mm -hmm. here in charleston and um you know it's like at at this point it's like staying relevant in the video production industry Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like taking pride and not being apologetic that i am my age and that i am young and i'm still like making great videos that people appreciate and enjoy and add value to their lives. And the the reality of your situation and my situation is that because we're young, you know, we've got more time to get better. So if we're good now, you know, if we're as good as somebody yeah. who's five years older than us, yeah. they need to be worried. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's we like... We need to be worried about where we're going because we're going up. Well, now we got like TikTokers or whatever. We got these people that know how to like have three seconds of, I mean, oh, well, we the just, minds, the brains of like the next generation. I'm like, that is another animal. I'm just going to push this to the side. Yeah, it's right like the, the other world of this fast paced uh, generation. But, okay, mm. I feel like you'll appreciate this. I think that the greatest skill set in these upcoming generations is that for people that are so used to living on their phone and everything Mm -hmm. being in their phone to walk into a job application process look that person that i shake their hand make firm eye contact and then like have a real human conversation and know how to socialize well i think the pendulum is going to swing from I know when I was in school, it was all about learn tech skills. Mm. That's the up and coming, yeah. you know, and also like healthcare for baby boomers because, you know, like they're all retiring and all this process. But it's like, I think that for the upcoming generation that is so like, oh, I can't sit in public without being on a screen. Mm. I don't, I'm not comfortable enough in my own skin to just like take in nature, take in like a park. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think the big skill set is going to be the ability to, interact with people on a person-to-person level. It's really funny you say that because when I was an undergrad, 
I was a comm major and not for lack of trying, but because I started poli sci and realized that politics are, uh, we won't get into it, but shifted to comm because, you know, I, I, I realized how important it was and how fleeting that skill set was. You know, I was like, people are, they don't know how to talk to each other, you know, and it was, it, <laughs> it has served me immeasurably, you know, like jokes on them, you know, because they, people try to, discount communication as something less than mm. what it is but i can't stress the importance of knowing how to deliver a message and present yourself and yeah. you know really identify who you are and be able to convey that to somebody yeah you know because it's like there's some spiritual journey stuff you know in there it's not just like study communication learn who you are but it is sure. like you know embracing it and and kind of I hate the word, but regurgitating it and, and, you know, becoming familiar with it. It's like, yeah, learn how to talk, l l learn how to communicate, interact, but yeah. not just superficially, but passionately, you know, mm -hmm. because like I can talk to you right now. I just met you, but it's, you know, the rapport, you know, the conduct, you know, like friends, you know, it's besties. It's, yeah. That's why I started this podcast. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. not, it's just not, it's not as contrived as people make mm -hmm. it seem, you know? Yeah. Put your phone down. Yeah. Because we're all so busy on social media. It's like, how about you develop your socializing skills? Yeah. Like in real life, not yeah. just like your hashtag game. Yeah. And for a lot of people that, well, what that looks like is social media all day and bars at night. Yeah. And then social media all day. Yeah. Night, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I'm a big fan of like, you know, just having, um, you know, my, my partner, like he's had a journey of, um, I'm very inspired of his, uh, like the whole trend of like so being sober curious mm -hmm. and to be, put yourself in social situations where it's like, you know, what if you can't just fall back on either a phone or even like alcohol or like whatever your like substance of whatever is and to be able to still yeah. Feel comfortable in your own skin. What's amazing is I went to um, went to an expo in California over. Let's see, when was it? August, and um, you know, it was for it was for food and food and beverage distributors and manufacturers. It was like you know, it's it's called the flavor experience, and um, it's huge. I mean, like all the upcoming stuff for the year gets rolled out. Then you know, for you know, Red Bull and you know, Impossible Meats and Beyond Meat and you know, all this oh, other wow. shit. Wow. Really cool to like see and be there. But yeah. I was a fly on the wall, you know, okay. because people that are going are brand representatives. They are CEOs. They're you know, CEOs. They're going to, they're going to see what's new, see what's coming. Yeah. You know, and that's the sober, the sober curious movement is yeah. coming. The fact yep. that you're even talking about it here now just goes to show that yeah. it's gonna, you know, really catch wind because it, you know, mocktails are yes. shockingly. Oh yeah. There's there's a market for them and it's coming, yep. you know, and if people There's a couple yeah. places in Charleston that um, are like, there's one place on King Street right now that's doing mocktails and uh, it's just nice. And like, I'm a big like kombucha fan, mm -hmm. which, oh my God, I sound like such a fucking hipster. <laughs> But it's like, you know, just something that's like, what if I, I don't feel like stressing my liver out right now? Like, what if yeah. I want to nurture myself? Yeah. You know, we go to our hot yoga class and then it's like, why do we got to party all night? I'm not going to look over there right now. And <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, so yeah. What are those options of like this, like wellness where being intelligent and recognizing, I don't think that 
I mean, I don't believe like in so much of the like, yeah, you know, YOLO, like you only live once, so trash it up. How about like, yeah, if you if you did in theory only live once, like would you not want to steward that well? And yeah, I think absolutely. these are those conversations. Yeah. And I think I I so appreciate like from an entrepreneur perspective of like you're introducing something um, oh, disruptive. Mm-hmm. You have a disruptive product offering like Mm. in a market and um what's been your journey with that like just i don't you know just from a taking it all in and and where we are in the conversation at this point like how's that experience been as owning a disruptive yeah and and you're in charleston charleston is has a background in being conservative it's very like you know by the book yeah um and that's again part of the reason i knew it would work is because You know, people that live here, people that visit here, people that just moved here, you know, the the, the Southern culture is, it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's who we are, but you need some disruption. Yeah. You know, you gotta break the mold, you gotta switch it up, you gotta step out. And you appreciate it. 100%. There's the roots of Southern, you know, conservative culture, but like if you did this in, I think if this was open in Austin, people would be like, oh yeah, that's cool, but like what if they wouldn't even, it wouldn't catch their eye. Right. But it's like you're in a a ripe, the opportunity is there Mm -hmm. to be able to offer something that's really has a big wake right now. It's something that's very unusual in this, um, yeah, in this market. Yeah, and, and speaking of markets, I mean, uh, you know, one of our large target markets whenever we got involved was, you know, I was I was thinking, you know, women have to have an unbridled level of stress that I don't know anything about, you know. So I, you know, anticipated a lot of female business, yeah. but, you know, we've probably done, I mean, you know, nothing crazy, but probably a little over 200 people through the door so far. Okay. And I will say for every... Every man that's come in, probably been about 45 women. What? Yeah. That's astounding. Yeah. And, no, it, and it's super cool. It's yeah. super cool because women see the value in it. And that's, yeah. you know, again, oh. what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. You know, is if uh. this works for you, you know, you, you know, and this is it by no means about to misspeak and say something super suggestive, but like, you know, if anybody is used to cleaning up somebody else's mess on a regular basis, yeah, and now dealing they, with now they have the opportunity to go make one themselves that they can walk away from. You know, uh, it's like super. Yeah. It's just super fun and it's, yeah. it's empowering and it's and a liberating experience. Yeah, I want to go make a freaking mess. And yeah, then it's walk cathartic. Away. Yeah, and, and you feel like a badass doing it. Yeah. you've got music playing, you're wearing protective yeah. gear, and you're swinging look a baseball cool in your bat. Gear. And stuff. Uh, I mean, we're 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 working on it. We're I mean, getting there, but uh, I'm gonna feel cool in my gear, my protective. As long gear. as you feel cool, I can't get. That's all that it's cool, about. But as long as you, feel I'm gonna cool. post a selfie from that experience, you looking should. cool in my cool outfit. You should. You should looking caption cool. it just that. Looking cool in my cool outfit. Write that one down, Madeline. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, what do you feel like? Um, you know, just like. We're taking a big picture perspective of like, all right, we've talked through like kind of our generation and markets mm-hmm. and practical stuff. What advice would you have for someone that, you know, has their own disruptive angle of art? Like to me, what you're offering, you know, it's it's entertainment. It's um, it is just like one of those things that enriches a culture and it's out of the box. And so what advice would you have for someone that has their own um, unusual thing. I have a few things that I want to offer the world, but I'm not going to say because I don't want someone to like 
do it before hang I do yet. Them. I'm gonna hang, hang on, on to them. it. What would you? What advice would you have for someone? For somebody that wants to get that, that has a, a harebrained idea and wants to action it, stop waiting. Stop waiting. If, you know, if it's money, and if you believe in your concept, if you know your idea will reach your target audience, there are shit tons of people in this town even this town yeah. that have money that want to invest yeah. in the next big thing. And I mean, shit tons. So yeah. there's nothing stopping anybody. I mean, mm. there really isn't. If you have an idea, stop waiting, do it, because somebody else will. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, there's no, there's no, there's no stopping it. And, and it's, it's so, it's so vague, so ambiguous that like, even if you think that you found, you know, the next like house slipper, somebody's working on it. You yeah. Know? So you better jump in there. Yeah. And get it going. Well, and that's even a proven thing of like there's some sort of um totally gonna butcher it, but it's like <laughs> when there's like an innovative concept, an idea, yeah. it's like there's there's oftentimes the other opportunity and it, whether it's in another part of the world, but mm-hmm. like ideas are almost an energetic thing. So it's like when you get that hit, it's like that's that creative force behind it of okay, how are you gonna are you gonna grow this seed? Is it gonna go dormant? What do you mm-hmm. want to do with it? So your advice is like freaking get after it yeah stop waiting i mean there's there's nothing better nothing good towards your goal is gonna happen with you taking more time and that's something i wish i would have learned getting started Mm. because i took a while to even get the word out yeah i wanted to make sure i had everything buttoned up nailed down location, everything before i even put the word out and if i had done it the other way things would be different but not better yeah it's different Mm, i love that and it's like I know. I think I can think of projects in my life where I waited. Um, you know, I look like I'm on a yacht right now on social mm-hmm. media because uh, it took me over a year to release a travel story I wanted to share from a boat delivery, mm-hmm. and um, and I wanted it to be perfect. And um, you know, people. I mean. I'm finishing it and it was important Mm -hmm. to me to have completion in that. I said I was gonna do it, I set out and I did it. It was a year and a half later than I anticipated. I'm confusing the shit out of most of my friends right now because I think I'm like in Dominica or something. But it's like, what if it wasn't perfect? What if I didn't have all of my backlinks Mm -hmm. like uniform on my website? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like that's the beautiful thing and that's really a birth of why we wanted to create the Ruby Hour Mm -hmm. was that we wanted to create a way to tell content tell stories it doesn't have to be buttoned up and perfect like you're saying it's Mm -hmm. like we're tired of everything looking like perfectly curated and people are wanting real and i feel like what you're bringing to the table is like a raw real down-to-earth um novel experience for people that they're hungry for it's catharsis and and it is raw and that's what you know whether or not people think they need it they need it yeah it's like you know i i personally kind of feel like gone is the time of like you know sheltering in bubbles you know it's time to you know purposefully and intentionally educate and embrace you know where we are as a society and you know no secrets no tricks pull out all the stops and leave it on the table you know i mean it's like Let's get everybody on board. You know, the quicker people are less afraid of themselves, the better we'll be as a collective. You know? uh, drop the mic. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Um, this has been amazing. Cole, how can people find you? How can they look at your amazing... I mean, like, I love the promo video Thanks, that y'all have. I'm a big fan of it. love the music. <laughs> I love all of it. Um, how can people find you? So uh, we are on socials at Rage Charleston. Okay. And uh, our website is tbrcharleston.com. Okay, so at 
at Rage Charleston for Instagram, for Facebook. Yeah, we don't have a Twitter yet, but if anybody wants to make one for us, uh, okay, there's too much, too much, not enough time. But. Yeah, busy tweeting. Okay, and then your website is T as in Tom, B as in boy, R as in Rage Charleston.com. Okay, um, and we'll put all this in the show notes as well so people can get in touch. Um, and if you guys are local and you are checking this out, Freaking book yourself a session. You're not going to be sorry at all. It's going to be the best thing that you've done in a long time. I guarantee it. Um, and other than that, oh my gosh, thank you for being a guest on the Ruby Hour. Thank you, Shelby. It's been awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for listening in and for watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Cheers. Cheers.